0: I'm Kristen Kelly, and this is Mom School. How I can serve me better is actually how I respond to things and how I initiate things. Like, I made that situation worse from my initial reaction.
1: Hi, guys. It is the first day of October. I have gone full blown suburban, basic mom, home goods, Target, fall crazy, pumpkin spice everything. Live, laugh, love, thankful, blessed, decor, up the ass. And I'm loving every second of it. (laughs) I am, I'm loving it. It makes me so happy when I wake up and it's cold out and I get to put the pumpkin spice creamer in my coffee. I'm in the best mood. But we are here today to talk about one of my favorite women I've ever spoken with, Jana Kramer. And you guys probably know her as an actress and as a singer. She's like one of those people who... Is annoying. She's born with a perfectly symmetrical face and she can act and she has a beautiful voice. And when you get to know her, she's freaking awesome. You also may have seen in the tabloids, she has had some marital difficulties. And my favorite kind of people to talk to, my favorite type of women to interview are women who just kind of own their shit and, you know, are willing to. Be honest about their failures and their hard times because, in reality, we all go through hard times. And when we're honest about it with each other and transparent, it makes it easier for the next woman. So, Jana has two kids, two beautiful kids, um, a boy and a girl, Jolie and Jace, and she got married quickly. And she says, in the beginning of her book, The Good Fight, she wrote with her husband, Mike, she said, you know, when we first met, I wondered what we would fight about. And that was one of the first moments in the book that I was like, (laughs) yeah, me too. When I met my husband, Trey, we were long distance. He was in San Francisco. We'd see each other once or twice a month. We like spent all the money we had at the time to fly across the country and be together. And we got married pretty quick. I mean, a couple of years, but that's quick. We... I got pregnant. I hate when people say we got pregnant. Like, you didn't do anything. I got pregnant uh, about four minutes after we said I do, which was a surprise. And our like blissful days of waking up at 10 o'clock and ordering bagels and coffee, you know, waking up from a night before of like dinner with friends or going to a bar and staying out as late as we want, it was quickly replaced by real life, real big girl stuff. You know, Trey started his own business. We moved eight times because we're fucking insane people. And I got pregnant when my daughter was one again, which was a conscious decision, but life just got crazy. You know, we could no longer spend our Saturdays and Sundays and evenings on the couch watching Dateline without a care in the world. We had little people to take care of. And it just all happened so quickly that we started fighting a lot more over little stuff, over big stuff. When you marry somebody, you don't know everything about them. I mean, that's just reality. And the things that annoy you about that person are never going to go away. So, Jana, in Mike's situation, if you know their past, you know their story, it involves infidelity, which mine does not. I- but if it does, I'm gonna fucking kill somebody. But Jana is super honest about this. And you should read her book and listen to this episode, even if you've never experienced infidelity in your relationship, because it's just about how to fight it out in a relationship. Because she says, and the book is faith-based, and if you know me, you know that I'm a very big believer in God. Um, What that looks like for me, we can go into at another time. But People are so quick, she says in the book, to eject from a relationship, to just give up and quit because the grass is always greener, right? But she says, same storyline, different characters, right? You'll find somebody else. And if you don't own your own shit and clean up your side of the street, then you're going to have the same issues in the next relationship that you're in. So even through infidelity, they chose to be together, to fight it out, to learn how to communicate, to learn how to listen. There's all these tips and tricks that they've learned from their years in therapy. And I told her she should open a therapy office. And I said, Trey and I will be her first clients because she really has some wise marriage relationship advice. And she's just a sweet soul and she's an amazing mother. She's like the most loving, doting, perfect mother. And she's a great wife. And I think if you read the book, you'll also start to like Mike, too, because, you know, everybody needs a little forgiveness. So if you are married or if you're in a relationship and you fight with your partner, pick up Jana's book, listen to this episode, know that it's okay to not be okay and it's okay to not be happy all the time because if your relationship doesn't look like what you thought it would, that's okay. That's life. It's normal. And you need to decide if you should fight the good fight. So with no further ado... Here is my episode with Jana Kramer. A couple of weeks ago, you posted something and a <laughs> bunch of my friends sent it to me. They're like, God, she rocks. And it was, I think Jace was having trouble sleeping. Yeah. And you were like, I'm freaking exhausted. Uh-huh. This sucks. This is hard. Yeah, And obviously a ton of women can relate to that. <laughs> and then I found out you have a book coming out and I was like, <laughs> If this woman can post something like that, that real and vulnerable, this book's going (laughs) to rock.
0: I love you for saying that. Um, No, it's true because it's rare to find someone that honest, you know? Well, I appreciate it. It's just hard though. I mean, even in that moment, I have a hard time, especially when I was in that moment with Jace, like in that time, it felt like the biggest thing ever. And when I look outside of it, I'm like, okay, my kid's healthy. But it's crazy how something like that can just derail you and just set you off. It was two weeks of just like not sleeping. And you just come to that point where you're just... We had a couple over at our house too. And my husband was texting me. He's like, where are you at? And I was like, I'm literally bawling in the room next door because I'm so torn with whether to go in the room or to go down. And I was like, and I'm exhausted. I'm literally exhausted. And then I took the picture almost as a reminder to myself that like in two weeks, this is going to feel like not this heavy and to like look back on it. And then I was like, I wonder if I should post this because then moms are going to, you know, then they, to know that they're not alone. I'm like, no, because they're going to be like, you're complaining and your kid's totally healthy. And so I just, I had that like thing. I'm like, you know, I know. know. So I was like, you know what, forget it. No, I'm posting it because there's got to be another mom right now that is crying in a room because they're just exhausted. And they don't know if they're doing a good job or if they're a good mom. So I'm like, I'm posting this to that woman and anyone that wants to come after me to say I'm being ridiculous, I don't even care at this
1: point. They're always going to be the haters. Yeah, I mean, I've got haters and no one even knows who the hell I am. So I can't (laughs) even imagine what people will come and say, but your honesty, it does help women. It helps a lot of women. So (laughs) I'm very glad you shared that. Well, And (laughs) you are shooting a movie right now. Mm Mm-hmm. One of my favorite genres of film, if I do say so myself. I mean, it's
0: like, how can you not love a good Christmas movie? They're you're so, sick if you don't. Yeah, they're so <laughs> cheesy, but like, no. they're amazing. No,
1: they feel good. I also saw you posted how it's difficult to, I mean, you're away for days at a time shooting. <laughs> yeah. You're away from your kids.
0: I've been driving, you know, so many times, my husband will say, because the set's about an hour away. And so I lose an hour going there an hour back. And he's like, why don't you just stay at a hotel, catch up on your rest? I'm like, no, but I can see Jace and Jolie for like 20 minutes. Oh, that's such a mommy thing. But yet I'm so sleep deprived that I really need that extra hour or two hours for the drive. And I'm like, no, no. If I get a chance to see them, like I need that. And even like yesterday when I got home from set, hardly ate anything, just working. I think I got like a heat stroke basically from wearing the sweaters and the jackets in like the hundred <laughs> right. degree weather. Right. And you know, I see Jace, Jolie was up at her friend's house and I'm starving. And Jace just like wants to go out and play. And I'm like, fine, let's do it. You know what I mean? It's just like Good motherhood, man. You know? I know. It's just... Never did you realize. You're halfway dead. You but it's... Somebody else, yes. right. <laughs> exactly. I read
1: this book very quickly, which... Usually books take me quite a while, <laughs> but this book is called The Good Fight. Mm-hmm. Jana wrote this with her husband. And this is not just for couples who have experienced infidelity. This is for couples of any age, whether you're married, just started dating, or this is for somebody looking, I think, for a partner because yeah, it's sure. about working on yourself. I took it all as learning how to fight good yes, and staying in the good fight. Yeah, You start the book. I could relate to this so much. <laughs> you're like, you met your husband quickly. You guys moved in together quickly or got married quickly, had kids quickly. I did the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, what will we fight about? And <laughs> I was such a dipshit to think. I mean, I look now two kids, eight different homes, two jobs. What would we fight about? Like you stupid twit, Kristen. <gasps> Let me tell you. But yeah. I feel like so many people can relate to that. You're in this fairy tale phase and that ends and life begins. Mm-hmm. And you just make so many good points in this book. But will you start by telling me what the good fight means?
0: Well, first of all, thank you for saying that. I appreciate it. The good fight for me and what this is, is just about, you know, we always say in the book, if you're going to read this book, to try to stop fighting. And this isn't the book. Like we want you to fight. We want you to have those really uncomfortable conversations. We want you to get in there and communicate and own your side of the street. And so the good fight is like you said, like it's not just for people in a relationship. If you just want to do more work on yourself and basically how to see two couples not do it perfectly. Cause like we don't, and like, that's why we start every chapter with a argument, you know, and then how we've kind of, Figured out the resolve, but it's like we're still not doing it perfectly. me and my husband were bickering last night, but we're still fighting. Like we're fighting to like be better and be healthier and to continue to grow. And that's what you know the book is about is just a continuing to just better yourself and continuing to grow together so that you can fight together because you can't fight it alone. And I never would have been able to write this book or be in this relationship if I was the only one fighting. And I think that's the biggest question that I get. Well, how do I know if I should stay? And I'm like, if you're both fighting. I told my husband that night, I was like, I feel like I'm doing this more consistently and I'm getting frustrated. Like I'm exhausted that I'm doing more of the work and you're not stepping. So it became one of those things where he's like, had to look himself. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm not communicating as good as I have been. And it's just having those conversations. So that way you can kind of pick the other person back up and be like, I need you to like step it up so we can do this together. Cause I'm hitting my like meter where I'm going to explode. And you talk about how you guys communicate, like how you approach these conversations, right?
1: And my husband was on a work trip while I was reading this. And I was so nice (laughs) to him when he came home because it really just puts you in a different frame of mind. We're so quick to, like you say in the book, eject from relationships. Mm -hmm. And we are so used to seeing people on social media who have it all together. When I'll call bullshit, you do not have it all together. Well, for sure. Yeah, Yeah. it's so important to be, I mean, you guys are just real and vulnerable and that's what people need in
0: order to be themselves, in order to be happy. For me, I've always been like the flea because it's just, it's easier. It's something shinier and prettier over here, but it's just going to be the same story, different cast. And we say that a lot where it's just same story, different cast. Yeah. Until you start doing the work on yourself. I love a point that you
1: make. So I have my yoga certification and I get these newsletters. And one of the titles was like, how to be happy, like something so generic and stupid. And I click on it and I'm like, I got to know. And (laughs) the secret, the Buddhist secret was, you're not always going to be happy. Like you don't always want to be happy. That's not how you are programmed and designed as human being. And you guys say, I have a quote here. It's okay to be bummed about the state of your marriage or relationship if it's not what you imagined. And you say no relationship is perfect, but that doesn't mean it's doomed. It just means that you're human and humans are complex creatures. And it's such a good point. We look at social media, we're like, God, we should be like whoever. And no,
0: it's not always gonna be good. That's not life. No, and we always say it too, it's just, we might not be in the best season. I think we go through seasons and relationships and I think there are great seasons. I think there's good seasons and I think there's bad seasons, you know? And the beginning of quarantine was a bad season for us. Like we were just fighting and just, you know, and we just went through another weird season, but it's how you get out of those seasons and how you grow from it. And the comparing yourself it's hard because you have no idea what another couple is going through, especially on social media, because they look so happy. I mean, no joke. I was just talking to a girlfriend the other day We've been friends for a while and you know, I was kind of feeling down and out about our season we were in. I'm like, man, I'm just like, I don't know, I'm supposed to be happy right now. Like our book's coming out, and I'm just like feeling like we're fighting a lot. And I know a lot of it's because I'm doing a movie, I'm tired, I'm exhausted, I'm coming home. I feel like everyone's taking a piece of me and I don't feel like I have a piece of myself. And I text one of my girlfriends because she'd kind of put something out there and I'm like, oh, but you're so happy. Like you're so happy in your relationship. Like that just must be amazing. She's like, Jana, she's like, we are near breaking up. And I'm like, what? I'm like, I would have never thought that in a million years. She's like, well, of course, because it's social media. And I'm like, oh God, okay, good. So like I don't feel as bad. Like, so okay. Like right, this is normal. Feel
1: normal. <laughs>
0: yeah. It does make you feel normal because sometimes you're like, shit, I'm the only one who is a complete hot mess, but <laughs> yeah. it's it's so not the case. Sometimes my girlfriends are like, wow, well, we don't fight at all. And I used to be kind of envious of that. I'm like, wow, that must be so nice. But then at the same time, I'm kind of like, but then do you really know their ins and outs? Do you really like to wait? Yeah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't like the drama. I don't like, I don't like fighting, but at the same time I do like that real conversation. It just has to be what we're trying to learn is just healthier conversations.
1: And you guys have gone through therapy over the years it's something my husband and I are talking about starting because how long have you guys been married for? We will be married three years this December.
0: What is your biggest issue?
1: Conflict, I should say. I think it's, we really are different communicators. Mm. We have different love languages. Do you do versus yeah, same here? What do you
0: do versus him?
1: I want to talk it out and he doesn't fucking speak. And I get so frustrated. And then we just have like, he started his own business. So we just have worries that like, we never had before. The kids are stressful. We used to like order pizza, sit, drink a bottle of wine and watch Dateline. And life's just different now. So yeah, I could share this on social media and people are like, well, you have a husband or whatever it is, but yeah. like, it's my life and it's my struggle. And when we have these knockdown drag out fights, I'm not used to, I'm like, I think we should just talk to somebody to learn the skills that you talk about in the book. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if you want to open a therapy practice, (laughs) I will gladly
0: be your first client because you guys have good skills it's because we've learned it from like literally the best. I mean, we've done so many retreats and intensives, but it doesn't mean that we're perfect at it. You know, like we're still learning like even last night, my husband's like, I have to do better at this. And I'm like, and I have to be better not being passive and not going to the place of, okay, because our love language is like, y'all are different. And I'm like, I'm not happy. I want more touch and I want more thoughtfulness. And that's not how you receive love, but that's how I receive love. And so I'm just like, I need more of these things. And so I think it's just like calling that out in each other so that way we can be better spouses and partners. But at the same time, I'm like, are we doomed? Are we done? Like, am I unhappy? But then I'm like, no, it's just hard. Relationships are tough, man. They take a lot of work. And I think going to therapy and something that I will say, and this is not to divert you because I think therapy is the best thing you can do. Sometimes it gets worse before it gets better in therapy because you're indulging so much stuff that you've just that makes sense. Yeah. So just keep going.
1: Yeah. Someone else told me
0: that very similar advice. But you're not alone. You're not alone. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm generalizing too much. Maybe there is a married person out there that has been loved perfectly by their spouse. And they're so incredibly happy. I just got to think there's women like us. That's the majority of we're just like, man, sometimes we're just unhappy. And sometimes it's just like, oh, it sucks. You said something interesting
1: that like you're working, you're on set, you're tired and Mm -hmm. everybody wants a piece of mommy, everyone wants a piece of Jana.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I feel like that's a common theme in motherhood where we give all. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the day, we're crying in a closet. Yes. <laughs> so what do you do to protect
0: yourself? It's a really good question. Before I answer that, I first want to say to you like how I did it wrong, like this morning when we were getting ready for this press day, you know, because I have been working, I haven't been getting a lot of sleep. You know, I have been coming home, seeing the kids as much as I can. And today as I'm like cleaning up the house, everywhere I look, I'm like, there is shit everywhere. The laundry room's a mess. This is a mess. My husband moves it from, he doesn't put it in the right place. He puts it from one place to another place, not the right place, but he puts it here and then moves it to here. You don't clean up if you just move the thing to the place it's not supposed to be in. Exactly. You're just (laughs) literally moving it to the next island or countertop and this isn't done, but yeah, he went golfing. And so instead, when I come in, I'm like, the house is a mess. And then I just feel like I have to do everything. And so I come in, I'm like, I'm just exhausted. And I don't want to have to do this. And like, when I'm doing that, I'm just like, and it's because it's not going to get taken care of until I pick it up. Right. Like this has been sitting here. And he looks at me he's like, Whoa, why are you taking? And I'm like, Oh my God. Like I could have done that so much better. I could have said, Hey, you know, I'm feeling really frustrated because everyone's piling stuff on me and I'm overwhelmed. And I really need some extra help. Like that would have been the way. And so To kind of go full circle with your question, how I can serve me better is actually how I respond to things and how I initiate things. Like I made that situation worse from my initial reaction.
1: You're owning your side of the street.
0: Yeah, it'd be easier. Like we would have had a way better conversation and not a fight this morning if I would have just been like, hey, you know, I really need you to pick up your stuff because with everything going on, it's one more thing that I just feel like I have to take care of and I can't. That resonates so much with me. But instead, what do I do? I do the passive-aggressive wife. Everything's a mess. And what do we do? We get into a fight about it. And I have to look and say, okay, I did that one wrong. You're right. And kind of owning that, which is really hard for me to do. I don't like owning my stuff. I don't like when I do something wrong. That's not my jam. (laughs) I don't like it. (laughs) Me neither. I like to (laughs) be the one right. (laughs) Um, But I think, I don't know. And even Mike will say this to me. He's got a million hobbies. He shoots guns and he golfs and he does this. And, and he's like, you need to do something for yourself. And I'm like, but I don't know what that is. Like outside of my kids and my husband, like I like to drink wine, but it's like, we're the same soul. I've had the same conversation. I like to walk, but is right. it a hobby? Like, I don't know. I'm like, I don't really have You said
1: a- you like to drink wine on your porch. And I yeah. was like, this is my hobby. I don't yeah.
0: golf. I don't
1: yeah. shoot hoops in the evening.
0: Play video games on my phone. Like it's not you know, folding the laundry, putting away and tucking the kids in, like, you know, my own a like, I don't, that's where I feel like I got to find something, but I'm like, I don't like getting my nails done. It takes up too much time. I don't like going there. I just am like, I don't want to spend money on this. I'd rather buy the kids this. So it's weird. So I don't know to really circle around. I don't know, but that's I do that's know my an honest answer. <laughs>
1: that's an honest answer. You tie in your faith and your husband's faith. That's kind of a thread throughout the entire book. you guys
0: weren't always very religious. So will you just talk to me about that a little bit? I mean, if I'm being honest, I'm still not 1000% in. That's why I kind of feel like I kind of like date God. And because I have such like a hard time with trusting this man, because I've never really learned how to trust a man from like the early ages of like my dad and stuff. So it's a work in progress for me with that. And I sometimes feel uncomfortable when I pray. Sometimes I'm like, am I even being heard? Is he listening? Like, I'm the kind of person like, well, what's my little thing when there's a kid suffering with cancer? Like, don't listen to me, go over to that mom or that, like that friend. And so then like, and then 30 minutes later, I'm like, well, that was a waste of the big prayer. Like that's literally my conversation. So it's really hard for me to sit down. But what I've found works and my therapist kind of taught me this is when I'm my most grounded is like when she does like a guided meditation, which I've always been so bad at. When we first started doing guided meditations, I would like cry. Cause I'm like, I'm not doing it right. She's like, there's no right way. Like you just go with it. And from those meditations, I kind of start that. And then I kind of go into like the prayer once I'm like settled Cause that's when I'm like, okay, no matter what someone is listening, he's listening. I just kind of keep saying like, if this is the path that I'm on, like keep giving me support and guidance.
1: I love that. I love yeah. your honesty because it's so rare. You think that if, you know, someone writes a Christian book or religious book, And we are be like, oh yes. And be preachy about this is how you do it. And
0: I don't really think many people feel that way. It's always a work in progress. It's mm-hmm. tricky. It's so tricky. And even sometimes like when my husband got baptized, I was like jealous of his relationship with like God. And then I realized it's an individual. And so then I'm like, okay, well, I got to start figuring this out. And, and the book, you know, really helped me. And even our life too. Like there's so many times when I'm at my like breaking point, I always do a prayer. And that's like kind of in the book when I was like, I need a sign. And that's when, you know, I found out I was pregnant with Jace. So, you know, I'm very big on the signs and when I do pray and like how he shows up in those ways. That part gave me chills.
1: <laughs> and to ask for a sign and then wake up and be pregnant, like
0: what? Yeah, I
1: know. It's wild. It's absolutely wild. How would you say having your daughter and your son has changed your relationship? And I know people ask you, well, would you say if you didn't have kids? What do you say to
0: that? So I've gone back and forth with this question because in my gut, I think if I didn't have Jolie, I would have left by being like completely honest. But then at the same time, there was still that love there and still that hope for a family. I would say like it was 99% of the reason why I stayed was because of my daughter. She was four months old at the time. And then 1% because I still loved him. But I feel like, I think I still would have stayed because the hope of the family that I always imagined with him. So yeah, I think I still would have stayed. You know, now I've gotten to a place of, I know now what I can and cannot handle. And I would not be able to stay now because there's only so much I think a person can mentally, physically handle And I can now walk away knowing that I worked my ass off to try to keep the family together. And in the end, it's not helping me as a mom, as a person to continue on something that is not serving me and my kids. But I mean, I pray to God that doesn't ever happen. But I also know, especially with my husband struggling with addiction, like we live in today. I don't know what tomorrow is going to look like, but in today, today we're good and we're a family. And I, I pray that tomorrow and the next day is the same way. I want you to tell your husband. I hated him there for a minute like everybody else did.
1: All right. I was like, this guy, this guy, this chick, what the fuck is he doing? But after reading the book, I mean, it's hard for guys to go there, right? I've seen my husband get to that place and I'm like really proud of him. But I felt like I was just listening to like a good man, like a good soul who's struggling with something And he fucked up and he knows he fucked up. And when he was talking about why am I getting teared up about this? This is ridiculous. He's talking about his kids and how he just sometimes cries because he's so grateful.
0: I was like, all right, I forgive you too. Has this writing process been therapeutic for you guys? It has. I mean, there were moments when things come up and triggers come up. And you know, there was a time and I was like, oh my God, you did all this. I was pregnant. We were married and there were some times where I went back down, I spiraled, and then I started to go back down. Now I'm like, what? Like, how was I not good at like, and, and it's like to have to, you know, be like, okay, to keep the past in the past, but also, and this is what I would say, like, who is he today? What is our marriage today? But it was hard, but then it was also beautiful too. Like there were so many times like, This is the book that I needed when we were going through this. This is the book that I needed to read. I was reading so many books when he was at rehab, and I'm like, I just wanted to find hope. And there was no book out there that showed two people that still stayed together through problems. They don't do that anymore. There was one that they were like older therapists. I'm like, I can't relate to this shit. Like, okay, great. Like, yeah, because you guys are therapists. Like, awesome. So I needed this. And so I think that helped me realize like, there's going to be a couple, a girl out there husband that just reads this and gets what I needed at that place. And that's what I hope at least. So you call it the discovery in the book. What would mm-hmm. you tell
1: Jana on that day?
0: Oh, now that gets <laughs> <hits> me <my period. laughs> Damn you. I have uh, the
1: chills. I do. I, I, I mean, I really have
0: the chills. Oh, that was such a heavy day. What I've done is I've always followed my gut. I listened to my gut. My heart was telling me a million different things, but there's always a light at the end of the tunnel, whether you leave or whether you stay, there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. I always think there's a silver lining. So if I was to have stayed, obviously I stayed. So, you know, the silver lining is, you know, look where we're at now. If I didn't stay, okay, maybe the silver lining is like, I would have been happier. I couldn't have handled it. So I just think if you're in that moment and you're in that discovery process, just know it does get easier and there will be silver lining. You just will not see it for quite a while. (laughs) If you say you build it brick by brick, it's not And that's another thing too. Like a lot of people DM me and they're like, you know, will I ever forget this pain? I'm like, it'll always be there, but it's not going to be as heavy. And that's just the reality. Like if you allow yourself to go there, it's going to be heavy, but you won't think about it as much. It would be every second I would think about it. Now it's maybe once a week, you know? That's good. Yeah. That's good. I mean, it's honest. Yeah. It's honest. (laughs) Thank you. I love you. Thank you. I love you. I am so obsessed with you.
1: I am so obsessed with you.